Welcome to The Lockdown, featuring your hosts, Eric Preston and Mike Conover. And now, The Lockdown Sports Podcast. Lift off and the clock has started. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining us. Mike? What's up, Beavis? <laughs> here, here we are again another week another uh round of uh covid uh closures and shutdowns and all kinds of crazy shit what are you what are you looking for water i don't have no water i got some vodka sorry for the interruption wrong show wrong show <laughs> wrong show actually i got some i got some perrier here oh, mike's got that fancy perrier. water I'm fucking fancy as hell. Martinis and Perrier today. <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. I'm. I'm. Uh, if, if Perrier is listening, I will endorse you. <laughs> yes. As well yes. as Svedka. <laughs> yes, my favorite. My favorite. So here we are. Um, all right. So let's catch up. A lot has happened since last we spoke. So first thing is the Los Angeles Lakers uh, closed it out as we expected. Uh, the Heat. Uh, Gave it their best. Uh, Jimmy Butler was amazing. Uh, I love his revelation that uh, he's pretty decent. Uh, but they just they couldn't hang. It, the series was not the same after um, the injuries to uh, Dragic and, uh, and uh, Adebayo. It, it just wasn't the same. Um, Adebayo was able to make his return, but it, it, you could tell he was he was struggling and. Um, you know, kudos to him for, for finding his way back on the court, but it, it wasn't the same. And it, oh, everybody's it, wife is just popping in here today. <laughs> oh, hey there. You say hello, honey. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Are you looking for water too? Because Mikey's got some Perrier. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in here sitting in front of a microphone recording, and she's coming <laughs> to me looking for water when the kitchen's downstairs. Unbelievable. So yeah, it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't enough in the end for the Heat. And I, um, LeBron gets a, another title. I I honestly I don't think the outcome is different. I think the games, some Brian. of the games are closer. I don't think they get blown out in that final game like Possibly, that. But it may have even gone an extra game. You you may not have seen how great Jimmy Butler can be on the on the big stage. He's been that big game guy for a long, even when he was on the bulls, mm -hmm. he had some of those games, but it was like second round games against Cleveland or the heat that he was hitting these big shots. And it really didn't make a difference because they ended up losing to him. But uh, even in the playoffs, when, when Rose got hurt, when they, when the bulls had that, had that number one seed year and Rose got hurt in the, in the blowout when, uh, against the Sixers, Jimmy Jimmy Butler was was big after that. But um, I'll tell you what, LeBron uh, was, you know, I, I want to choose my words carefully because uh, he was awesome. He did like I don't care that he didn't have to play the Clippers. It's not his fault. The Clippers didn't win. Yeah. All right. But he did exactly what he was supposed to do when he was supposed to do it. Um, 
Yeah, and I don't get that argument anyway. Oh, he would have had to play the Clippers. It would have been a different story. He, they beat the team that the Clippers couldn't beat. Right, right. So that's, that, that's kind of null and void. The only, like, he's, he, he proved that he was the best player this year. He's the best player in basketball. But to it's me, amazing because he did that while also simultaneously kind of yielding to AD that it was his team. Because right. there, and there I, were and moments you felt but, like he was letting him have control of the team and running the offense through him. But when me, he needed to, he took over. To me, I think that was his security blanket. I honestly was like, when he said that, I felt like, okay, here's the setup. He, he looks like the good guy saying, hey, I'm going to give way to the younger, stroke, you know, guy who's got more years in front of him i want him to feel welcome like he's going to be a laker forever but let's just say the lakers don't win the championship whose team was it yeah yeah it's kind of like hey hey man it was it was his it was his turn to and that's (laughs) that's honestly that's one of the things that when when people say he's the greatest player of all time i say no he's not yeah, we've talked about that. That Jordan would have yeah. never publicly said that the team was there, even when he was on on the on the Wizards. Um, yeah. trying, try, he was right. Lane claimed to that being his right. Team. Kobe never would have said that. Even like here's another one: Kareem and Magic. Even when Kareem had really kind of aged out, and he was in like his late thirties, he he wasn't relinquishing claim that that was magic's team no as long as he was on that team i remember seeing an interview with magic johnson and i think it was like 86 or 87 and in the offseason pat riley came to magic and said i need you to be our number one guy and the first thing magic said was what's kareem going to is you know is kareem signing off on this and pat riley was like i don't really give a shit what Kareem thinks Kareem is still a great player on the team, but you're our guy. And that year magic scoring went up like four or five points or something like that. But my point is that's what, I mean, he's great. He's the best player in the league. I can see that, but you can't, I, he, he's not the greatest of all time. I saw something today. It was like, um, him with his fourth ring, he it puts him in the same air as Kobe and Michael. And I was like, I, I don't know how having less rings and more chances. He's had 10, 40 percent win percentage. Forty percent win. Four wins, which is still which is still really good. It, the fact that he's even finals, been able to get to 10 finals is incredible is, with is him amazing. being the centerpiece of that in the era of the super team. It, it's, it's impressive. That by itself is impressive. I'll tell you, I think LeBron should have seven titles right now with the teams that he's been on in the finals, like those heat teams. Yeah. And, you know, he should have seven. This should have been his seven. He also he also took teams to the finals that had no business being in the finals. Right. They, and and they, I don't they, I don't knock him for not winning those. That no, me neither. That 
the team he took to the finals against the Spurs that beat the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals, LeBron beat the Pistons by himself. Right. Yes, he did. He, he, did. he, he did that all by himself. So the Pistons were the better team by far, and he was the best player in that series by far. And that if he had continued to do stuff like that, I don't think it would be a conversation now. Right, but, but joining these other superstar players and you know making these all star teams and then getting to the finals and losing again, yeah. Is, here, here it is. Four out of ten titles is not better than two three peats. No, it's. I don't think it's better than one three peat. There you go. It's more dominant. And and the the honestly the horrible thing about this argument is. All it does is take away from greatness. Like, these guys can all be great on yeah. their own in, – in their own right. You know yeah. what I mean? They I, all I have a, a special place in history. And they're like Mount Rushmore-type guys. But if you have to do a comparison, I don't – I mean, there's just not – I don't think there's enough time for LeBron to, to change the narrative. Yeah, it. I mean, it depends, right? So, I was thinking about this the other day, and I think if LeBron plays in the era that Jordan played, he's maybe as dominant as Jordan was, because while he might, may not be the player and the leader that Jordan was, he physically nobody could have hung with him back back then. So, putting him. Yeah, back, I'm. 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 I'm not sure about. Well, who, who's, who's physically guarding him? Is, uh, is Lambeer able to have the same success he has beating, beating him up as he is everybody else? I think, no. I think LeBron <laughs> kicks his ass. There were, there were guys who I think definitely would have given him uh, – there's guys in the NBA now who give him trouble. Oh, yeah. It's a, so, f- physically, the, the appearance and the physique and the strength and athleticism of today's NBA player is leaps and bounds a, a, away from where it was when we were I'll, kids. I'll tell you what. I saw an interview with Dennis Rodman and I, I wholeheartedly believe Dennis Rodman would have, would have, would have put a lock on him. Oh, well, Dennis I, Rodman, he would have gotten his head like <laughs> that hundred percent. He would have been in his head. But if you ask Dennis to just straight up guard him, he would have guarded him. Dennis Rodman has given magic Johnson trouble. He's given Michael Jordan trouble. He's given Scotty Pippen he, trouble. He could guard one through five. Dennis Rodman actually said it best. He said, if you watch LeBron James's game, he doesn't have a whole bunch of – a whole array of moves. He said he just drives right into you. Yeah, freight train. And Dennis Rodman's like – Dennis Rodman's like – there's. he's like, I would have drawn a charge on him four times in a game. So, at the same uh, time, well, Scottie I think – At the same time, well, I, I think LeBron I think would have had a ton of success back then. I think Jordan, in an era where you can't guard – people physically you can't hand, jordan would have you destroyed. can't hand check anybody yeah could you could you imagine all right now here's an argument for you now you're a pistons fan i am if which this isn't a hundred percent fair question but if that pistons team is playing those bulls teams that they beat up on for like two and a half three years right mm-hmm. if they play them with the way the game is officiated now, 
the Bulls probably sweep the Pistons. Yeah, yeah because, because they would have taken 75 free throws. Talent-wise, the Bulls, after that second year, they probably were more talented than the Pistons. Yeah, yeah, because you really had, when you talk from like a skilled basketball right. standpoint, and, and, you got Zeke and, um, you know, if you're talking second, Dan, Dantley or um, Aguirre and, uh, and Joe Dumars and, and the rest was just – physical bruisers bruisers and and i mean uh, james james edwards was he was underrated yeah he was he was a skilled guy um he was also sort of the tail end of his career was also an underrated score yeah because because they stopped asking him to do that stuff yeah yeah he was he was a legitimate stretch four Mm -hmm. so but if they played now with with the no hand checking, there is no Jordan rules at that point. You know, they can't – could you imagine? Half the team would have been suspended in the second game Yeah. for blows to the head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you could, you could kind of say that there's, there's guys who, if they played now, would be – like, if, here's a name I'll pull out. That would be an absolute nightmare for people. If they if he played right now, do you remember watching Alex English play? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I mean, that dude. I felt like he never missed a jump shot. Mm-hmm. And, and that mid range. That's, that's that's when people were guarding you. So, yeah. I, like, I'm not trying to take away from totally from from people's success because everybody plays under the same rule but right yeah it's, and it's 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 hard to compare errors in in any sport but it's amazing sport, but especially basketball since it's changed right. so much it's amazing to me that that we could go through a playoff and had so many guys who were like weren't even all-stars yeah who, records yep yeah yeah that is it is uh you know it's not like we had like we had Jamal Murray who really came into his own, you know, but as soon as the bubble, as soon as the bubble came back, he was on fire. Right. Cause these, it, it's like, these guys are playing at open gym, you know, nobody's really going hard on defense. Nobody's going for the only teams that were really sweating. It seemed like on defense were the Celtics and uh, uh, the Raptors. The Lakers, sometimes the Lakers the had their moments where they turned up the D. Yeah, I think the Lakers had their moments when they got some steals. Mm-hmm. and But it wasn't like lockdown defense, like holding the team to eight in – holding the team in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that shit barely happens at all. Uh, well, but, look, so but the season's congrats over. Congrats to LeBron. Congrats to LeBron yeah. and all the Lakers fans. Uh, I know Snoop is super happy. I was talking to him the other day. Snoop got Snoop got a new tattoo. From he Mr. was Cartoon. he was not happy with Danny Green. Did you see his Instagram post um, <laughs> with the the how many more jersey? Did you see that? Yeah, that's great. How many yeah. more fucking threes am I gonna miss? <laughs> yeah, but you know how unfair. Like I I, I actually saw a kid a kid uh, I knew from from Princeton. He made a post about it, like you know, kind of, you know, mocking uh, Danny Green. And then somebody had a nerve to come on there. Like, you know, one of my biggest pet peeves are these people who 
who act like these pro athletes, you know, like they could do. Like, yes. Like whatever they do is so easy. He says he basically had a practice shot. This is what he said. He basically took a practice shot and bricked it. Yeah, because right, was, there wasn't he, any pressure at all. Did he get an open three-pointer? Yes. yes. But if you think for one second that these guys go through a, any, you know, like, oh, in practice they make every single shot. Like, and, and I, I can, I'll bet you this guy is, is no less than a playground le- legend in his mind. <laughs> Probably never, never went past JV. There, that play resulted in more bad takes, I think, than any other play of the postseason. People killing LeBron for passing that are the same people that would be killing him for taking the shot because he right. drew four he, defenders. He made the right basketball He, play. he absolutely but did. He drew four the, fucking defenders. The only thing I will say about that is he drove to the basket with no intentions on Looking for a shot. Agreed. I, I, but that might have been the play. Um, but it was clear that he didn't, he wasn't planning right. on taking the shot. And, but, but if, look, if he came into the huddle and they drew up a play and he said, listen, they're going to think I'm going to take the shot. I can, I can draw their attention. Let me drive and kick it back out. And that was, that was the, the plan. Then I'll, great. I'll tell it, you what. It worked. I'll tell you what. <laughs> if, if I'm an opposing defense, I would never draw all the attention to him on the last play. No, because he, he's proven a couple of times that he will dish it off. Right. So I may fake at him and then run back. That's probably what I would that's, – that's what I'm not an NBA coach. I'm not smarter than any single one of these NBA coaches. But, that, I mean, that's – I would take my gamble with him doing that. Um, but my thing with him not taking the, the last shot is this. Um, he draws – three people every time he goes to the basket. So in my opinion, if he wanted to take that all the way to the hole, he could have easily taken that. Not, I don't want to say easily, but he could have gotten to the rim. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he gets to the rim cons- consistently with that, with people collapsing on him. Is it, is it the right basketball play? No, the right basketball plays pass to the open guy yep. but in my and heart of hearts, did. it just didn't work out in my heart of hearts when you're the best player in the world you take the fucking shot yeah draw up a play for me baby take the shot so on on to baseball before we recap the games uh the devil rays have a 3-0 series lead on the astros uh astros oh, are thank god a little harder to win when they don't know every pitch that's coming um hopefully the the race close that out tonight i've got a few bucks on them uh and they're t- currently trailing one to nothing in the third um so we're most likely going to see the devil rays head uh, represent the al in the world series and uh the braves currently with a two games to none lead on the dodgers who are absolutely beating the ever-loving shit out of them right now 15 to 1 in the bottom of the seventh uh atlanta gave up 11 runs in the first inning so the over on this one was eight and a half and uh, uh the dodgers hit it in the first inning by themselves so uh, yeah i had a feeling that the, the dodgers were going to kind of wake up they they kind of they kind of weren't ready for the last the last couple of games, mm-hmm. and I feel like especially and they really got uh, they really got a kick in the nuts when Kershaw had the back spasms mm-hmm. uh, before game two and couldn't pitch. 
So um, I, I still think the Dodgers are the best team in baseball. Um, yeah, me, me too. I think, I think they're the most complete team. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, the, the Rays, the Rays just know how to eke out games. I, they had a, uh, they had a stat that they showed, uh, in the game five of the Yankees. Uh, they, they were, I think 17 and four or something like that in one run games this year. So they had like 21 one run games and they won most of them. So they're not blowing leads in the end. They don't have Roldis Chapman uh, <laughs> trying to close out series. And that's form. what you need in the playoffs. You got to be able to win close games. And you know, that son of a bitch was lights out for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. And we ran it into the Cubs and he comes back and all he likes, all he likes to do is get, I don't know if they pay him like, but he loves to smile after he gives up a, a walk-off <laughs> series ending home run. I don't know. It's one of those sarcastic know. smiles. Uh, I, speak- I, you know what? My uh, my roommate at Murray State, Alan Duggar, he he was uh, he was he was he was more of a goofball than me. So we probably shouldn't have been roommates. <laughs> but uh, he was constantly getting uh, like called out in practice, and he wasn't really doing anything. But he kind of had he had a nervous laugh. Uh-huh. So anytime we were getting like rained out about something, he was kind of like smirking and giggling. Yeah. And it used to drive our coach absolutely <laughs> apeshit. And he'd go nuts. He's like, you think it's funny, Doug? You think it's funny? Why don't you get the fuck out of my gym? <laughs> uh, that that's the Chapman the Chapman smirk. Yeah. Uh I had to smirk when I saw that the uh who the White Sox were considering for their next manager. 76-year-old Tony La Russa. Mumra. Nine years since Tony La Russa was put in the sarcophagus. <laughs> uh, he's not well rested. He's well, he is very well rested. Um, you know, his wife is probably like, what the fuck are you? I, I think the thing that just is the most intriguing about this, other than the fact that he, he's 76 and he's had a nine-year hiatus from managing is MLB is very much driven in managing and the front office, um, maybe more so than any other sport by metrics and analytics analytics. And Larusa is anti all that shit. You know, uh, he'll pro I, I wonder if like, if if he infuses like a bunch of that old school baseball, you mean con- small con- ball. confuses a bunch of that old school baseball? Ah, yeah, time, like time if, for my pills. If, if if he just, but if he if he infuses that and you know maybe some hit and runs and some and some some bunting and some stealing, um, and he throws that in there with a little bit of the analytics. He's, he's going to have to embrace it and let somebody else run that shit then. Um, we'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, maybe he'll bring in, like, McGuire. <laughs> maybe 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 uh, he'll have McGuire as, like, the hitting coach and Canseco as the strength. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to shoot everybody <laughs> up with this stuff. It's called steroids. 
what we're going to do is we're not going to the batting cages this week. <laughs> we're just hitting the Iron Palace. I will be uh, intrigued, to say the least, if they hire him. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, hey, look. Uh, sometimes you need, uh, like, that older guy to come in and he, he can kind of round out. They have a fairly young team. Maybe he can kind of kind of reel them all in, but uh, they do have a young team, and that's the thing is like, is he going to be relatable at all? Like, yeah, he may have that old school coaching mentality, but man, I don't, I, don't, I just don't know. I don't know that this could turn you know, out to be a clusterfuck for them. It, it could, it could, but look, hey, it worked for it worked for the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll's one hundred and fifty two when he took the Seahawks job. He's been chewing the same piece of gum for one hundred and fifty one <laughs> years. That's not gum. <laughs> that's his that gum. That's his. That's his those dent- are actually, those are actually his gum. He's chewing on his dentures. <laughs> Can't find my fixident. All right, on, on to the pigskin. Uh, let's lead off with uh, Houston at Tennessee. I'm calling me surprised that the, the Titans uh, beat the shit out of the Bills yesterday. Uh, we we both picked Buffalo to win that one. Did I? <laughs> yep. Um, so that was impressive. Uh, without Corey Davis. Um, with all kinds of chaos, uh, teammates, coaches, all kinds of shit have been in and out. They haven't been able to practice and prepare like you normally would. Um, and they were fucking focused from the very beginning of that game. Not um, having Tredavious White hurts that defense. It, it, it well, they, they, they were, the bills were super banged up and we'll, we'll, we'll cover them when we get to them. They were, they were a mess. They were very shorthanded. Um, but, I think it was a combination of things. So, A, um, Mike Rabel's a really good coach. Um, and although he clearly doesn't know how to follow the rules um, and there may be some punishments still coming his and their way, he knows how to get them ready on game day. He knows how to strategize. And he is now 5-0 and with uh, 10 days or more to prepare for an opponent. Um, that I think that speaks to his level of – uh, the ability to game plan against what a team does well and wants to do and just and shut it the fuck even, down. You can't even really say he had 10 days because they didn't, they weren't practicing. Right. Well, I mean, he, they had, he had 10 had days their, on a calendar, but he didn't. Secret practice. Exactly. Which tells you that it's not just about, um, you know, the physical preparation and the reps and all that, but he, he's smart. So it's to me, super ironic that the best Belichick disciple um, coaching wise, isn't one of his coaches. It was one of his players. Um, so it's, it, he's doing a really good job over there and you gotta be really excited. Um, he could be one of these guys that's there for 15, 20 years. Um, and he's, he's winning with some good, not great players, uh, hard nosed defense, and they're very disciplined and, uh, they're, they're a, a good, well-coached team. Um, Listen, I, I have, I have said it forever. I would rather have 20 good players than five great players and a bunch of whoever else we can get to fill out. I mean, that that's Belichick's MO too. Like you have a couple of superstars here and there, but you get guys who know what it takes and are coachable and are willing to do um, what you tell them to do and, and trust in you that, that you're going to put the game plan and the preparation in place and, and they're going to win football games. We talked about this when we were when we were talking about like free agency and stuff with, with Kansas City. 
and how they put together their team. They're putting guys in their system that might not be great players anywhere else, but they're extremely good in this system. Yeah. You know, like look at Sammy. Sammy Watkins had some up and down years in like Buffalo. Comes to Kansas City, the number yeah, number two overall over. pick out of Clemson right. that they traded up to get. Right. You know, you get guys like that, and then you got Edwards Alaire. You know, this guy's looking like a stud. You had Kareem Hunt before him. You know, guys who who fit the system is kind of like how how the 49ers in the 80s and 90s did. They just kept getting guys that were great for their system. You know, they went from Roger Craig to Ricky Waters. They had Rice and Taylor. Then they went to Owens. You know, they had guys that just kept fitting that same mold. Yeah, yeah, so, it's, a, it's a next man up kind of thing. Right. So when guys got hurt or guys got, you know, they wanted to get rich, they got gone. And somebody else came in and showed them how replaceable they are. Yeah. Um, so Tennessee with a big win yesterday, very impressed. Um, they have Houston coming to town. Uh, Houston, who is now a better coach team with uh, Romeo Cornell, the oldest head coach in the league interim, uh, as it may be, but the oldest head coach in the league. Uh, Houston gets their first win uh, last week against the hapless Jags, who are getting worse as the season goes on. Um, I, uh, I I thought Houston did some good things last week. Uh, they were clearly a little bit energized to to have O'Brien out of there. Uh, Watson started off really slow, uh, but picked it up through for over 300 yards. Um, Brandon fucking Cooks uh, on my bench did me a lot of good uh, in in my other league. Uh, Ditto. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we both had the experience of having Mr. Cooks on our bench. Uh, he, he went off. I, I don't know that he repeats that again, but that was super impressive. Um, and Will Fuller had a decent game too. He found him, uh, you know, five times. I think he had like five catches for 60 something yards and a touchdown. Um, so they look pretty good. He had a big one to, to Daniel Fells as well. Um, and they ran the ball, uh, pretty efficiently as well. Uh, David Johnson had, uh, I think he had a hundred yards or, or close to it. Uh, so the, the usage of him didn't slow down. They still didn't give the ball to Duke Johnson at all. Um, I, I don't understand why teams keep trading for Duke Johnson. And then they're like, nah, you could sit the bench. We're good. We wanted you good and uh, bad enough to, to give up assets for, but we're not going to involve you at all. I don't, I don't understand that. He only had one target last week. Um, so, you know, things are looking up for Houston, uh, but uh, in a divisional game, with Tennessee, who is five and zero at this point and riding high, and they looked fucking fantastic last night. Uh, I somebody's gonna have to beat them to prove that they can be beat. So I'm gonna go with Tennessee in this one. Yeah, I got Tennessee also. Um, the 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 combination of uh, everybody being afraid of Derrick Henry and stacking the box, and I think Tannehill being you know, much better than average quarterback. And they have some good receivers over there. I know Corey Davis didn't play, but I'm, I'm really high on, on A.J. Brown. All these big-bodied guys. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> where am I going to go with this? But <laughs> oh, Sorry. I just I, – I sorry to interrupt. I'm looking at the current money line, and, yeah, I get it. It's a blowout. The Dodgers are up 15-1 to 1 on the Braves. But the current money line on the Dodgers is 200000 Negative two hundred thousand. 
I think I'm going to put a bet in. Yeah. Yeah, let's put <laughs> a cool, cool mill walk away with five, $5. Um, so anyway, you were saying these big body guys. You got, yeah, you got these big body receivers and, you know, they, they have these big explosive plays off of the play action. They're going to be tough, and they got, a, they got a good defense. Their defense was all over Josh Allen. They were making him make mistakes. He looked like Josh Allen yesterday. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, and that was the thing. Like, you, if you make him feel if, – if you make him feel comfortable, like you let him get into a rhythm, he's going to pick you apart. Mm-hmm. But if you make him feel like, you know, you get you get the happy feet, like he's got to get rid of the ball, he's not thinking, he's just gonna fight, and then he starts relying on his rocket arm, he's gonna make mistakes. Yep, agreed, and that's what happened. Um, and that fumble on the fucking kickoff towards the end of the game there definitely cost me some money. I needed thirty-seven more passing yards out of Allen, and after the fumble in Tennessee scored again, uh, the game was out of reach. So uh, Chicago Bear legend Matt Barkley took the field uh, to finish out that game. Uh, <laughs> moving on to Cincinnati. At oh wait, Indiana. before before you move on, uh-huh. before you move on, uh, I did see a report a couple of minutes ago, and I saw that Josh Norman is still rolling around waiting to get up after uh, Derrick Henry plowed over him. Dude, that was – that stiff arm was a thing of beauty too because it was on his shoulder. Like, it was just like – He just moved he Shoved him, like, him, get the fuck out of my way. Um, caught air, both of his feet in the air. There was a still image. Uh, somebody posted a picture of it on Twitter and said – uh, Derek Derek Henry stiff armed him into a Street Fighter two still, and it looked like a kick, like a uh, one of those weird jump kicks where Ryu like tucks his foot underneath his other foot and he, he's like flying through the air at him. Uh, yeah, that was that was the stiff arm of the year, one of the best stiff arms. That's up there with the uh, Marshawn Lynch's uh, stiff arm against the yes. against the Saints in the playoffs. Saints. Yes, that was fucking fantastic. Derek Henry's a bad man. I, and, I mean, he's just he he does things. And I was thinking about this during the game too. Like, obviously you look at him and he's a between the tackles prototype guy, but man, he does his best work to the outside because he's yeah, when he bounces, to get when he outside. And when you get him, that's exactly it. When you get him matched up on a cornerback or a safety, or even, you know, a linebacker who's flowing with him to try to tackle him. Good luck. Um, I would I, drug test. I, I would drug test Josh Norman today <laughs> on why he thought he could, because cause I want to know the reason why he thought he could tackle up high uh, uh, Derrick Henry at his shoulders. Yeah. And he, you know what? The next play, he tried it again. <laughs> he tried it again yeah. the next play, and Derrick Henry literally carried him for about four yards. <laughs> and Josh Norman, and, and, and the only way Josh Norman could do, got up and started talking shit to him. Like, ah, I tackled you. <laughs> Seven yards later. Oh, 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 you got 15 yards on your last two carries, bitch. <laughs> All right. Now we can move on. Cincy at Indy. Uh, the Colts are who we thought they were. Uh, I said the week before, uh, after uh, the Bears lost to the Colts, that uh, I do not think Phillip Rivers has anything left. He's completely cooked. He's not only making bad decisions, but he doesn't have the, the arm strength uh, to do it anymore. And that showed last week big, t- big time. Uh, against the Browns 
So as good as Indianapolis's defense is, when you're facing a really good offense that, that can protect and give the quarterback time to, to pick you apart and put some points on the board, India is not going to be able to, to, to catch up. I think like 20 points is the magic number for them. If you can score 20 against Indy, I think you're going to win those games because Phillip Rivers can't sling it anymore. He just can't do it. I think the, the games that, that Indy looked good were the games that they ran the ball well. And they were games against really shitty fucking teams. Right. And they and lost they, to one of those really shitty fucking teams, the Jaguars. Right. Yeah. But they and and they, they ran the ball well and and they got some some open some open passes. I think if they rely more on the run and less on Phillip Rivers, they they rely on their, their defense and their run game. Yeah, and, and their defense you know, they, is still very good. Fun. They're just banged up at the moment. Their linebacking core was, was pretty banged up. They, they had uh, missing a couple of guys last week. Uh, but I just don't think they're a legit contender. They may win that uh, – or they're not going to win the division, I don't think, with Tennessee there. But they may be in the hunt just because right. of you know, how, how weak the division is with, with the uh, other two teams in there and with the extra playoff. Um, and, and the way the way they, teams they are playing – and the way the teams are playing in the AFC West with the, the Raiders, Chargers, and Chiefs, yeah, I I don't know if that seventh spot's going to be there for no. for the Colts. No, it's 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 uh the AFC is very competitive right now, uh, but yeah, not um not really feeling it for for Phil Rivers and company. Uh, and they've got Cincinnati though coming to town, which is which is always a good um good cure all. They got the shit kicked out of them by Baltimore last week. Uh, it was Baltimore, I think at the time of kickoff, the line was like Baltimore plus 12 and a half or 13, depending on which book you were looking at. And I thought that was a bit high. Um, Burrow's done a pretty good job covering this year. And Cincinnati had been pretty competitive. Uh, I thought they were going to keep it closer. This was an ugly one, man. 27 to three. It felt out of, they, they, they weren't in this one from the start. Um, and what's to me, the craziest thing about this game is if I told you that Baltimore was going to beat Cincinnati uh, 27 to three, you would have thought, holy shit, I bet you Lamar Jackson had a big game. Uh, he did not. <laughs> yeah. No one really had a huge game. They just kind of beat the Bengals. Like, yeah. The Bengals just kind of gave them, you know, you know, good chances. You know, I think Lamar had one, he had that one good run, right? No, he, he, did, yeah. he had um, three carries for two yards. Or was that two weeks ago? Yeah, it was two yeah. weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, um, he did not. He didn't do shit. Uh, actually, uh, I said three carries for two yards. It was two carries for three yards. Um, so yeah, he <laughs> he did he didn't do. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's about um, a point one fantasy points is the difference. Um, he he didn't do much. Uh, he didn't have to do much to win this game. He wasn't sharp at all. Um, Jackson's definitely coming back down to earth a little bit. I think it's a combination well, of, of. I think that uh, knee injury is bothering him also. He, yeah, I think he's a little banged up, and defensive coordinators are, are sort of figuring him out a little bit and throwing yeah. some different things at him. Uh, but, I mean, 19 of 37 uh, is not good. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, think what, I think what teams are doing on first down, they're saying, we will try. You can run with ingram or dobbins if you want to but we're going to leave our guy on assignment on you we're going to stay at home and that's going to and that's how we're going to attack you and then they're getting into second and third and long and that offense is not effective second or third down 
in no, although they're starting to get some production out of the receivers, so we'll see how that pans out. But none of that mattered last week against Cincy. Um, yeah. They didn't. They didn't look very impressive, and it didn't fucking matter because the the bungles bungled. Uh, and uh, as as bad as Phil Rivers has looked this year, and uh, the mojo is and the arrow is pointing down for Indianapolis. Uh, I don't. I don't see Cincinnati winning this one. I got Indianapolis. I got Indy too. Indeed, we'll get the win. All right. Uh, the Toilet Bowl, Atlanta against Minnesota. Minnesota, one and four start, man. This is just – it's not good for them. I wasn't feeling all the offseason hype. Um, I remember a tweet from Field Yates when uh, they signed Ngakwe, and he was basically anointing them as not only the favorite to win the division, but the favorite to come out of the NFC, and I just did not see it. Um, I knew the offense was going to struggle a little bit with um, Diggs being being uh, gone, uh, although Jefferson has recently stepped up and, and shown that he, he is going to be a player in this league for a while. Uh, you and I both talked extensively in the offseason about how their secondary and – they were in salary cap hell, and they put themselves in a position where every rookie they drafted was going to have to play amazing from day one in order for them to be competitive, and none of that's happening, and they're one and four as a result. Yep. I mean, it, they're, they're a bit of a mess. I, I think they win this game against the Falcons because the Falcons are a bigger mess. <laughs> um, but um, I think it's going to be – both of these offenses are going to are going to get a chance to get off, but I think um, the Falcons end up screwing up. So you I'm know, not, I, I don't feel good. I don't feel good about Minnesota. So like, you want to say, okay, all right, they're one and four. They're at home. Uh, they, they're com- they they're coming off a bad loss. They looked good last week. Though. They looked good in spurts. Um, you know, they they Seattle. Seattle's defense is bad enough uh, that as good as their offense is playing, they seem to let everybody kind of hang around. And a lot of the games that they're in are, are, um, are shootouts and high scoring things. And, and well, Minnesota you know, Russ was, was amazing. Minnesota was winning most of that game. They, they, and they, they, they held 20 to three, I think. Right. They, they held Russ in check for most of the game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But you know, it's, they're, they're just such a young team on defense, and yeah. um, it, it's hard to keep that up. And Atlanta may get a little boost um, from, you know, the, the same way that Houston did. Well, listen, Julio's yeah, going to play – Julio's going to play a quarter and a half. Ridley's going to play 17 snaps. I don't think it's going to be I, enough. I don't know. I don't know if Julio's going to play. I don't know. I think they should – I think they should rest him. Uh, but – uh, and, and, you know, let's not forget Dalvin Cook's pretty much been ruled out of this game already. So um, uh, Alexander Madison will be carrying the load with uh, Michael Boone as his backup. That just, means, that just means more chicken for Captain Kirk. More picks. More picks. But um, Atlanta's defense. Not what chicken means. Not chicken means. Defense is, is super banged up. Um, yeah, this is this is a shit show. Um, <laughs> this game, uh, I will go with Minnesota. Uh, they're at home, but I, I don't feel real good about it, and I would not. Are you going to talk shit about Minnesota for six minutes and then and then pick? that? That's what that's what I do, man. Fuck the Vikings. Um, <laughs> but um, I I would not be surprised um, if the, if the Falcons win. But I am picking Minnesota. Did you did you see Ti uh, talking about uh, Matt Ryan? No, I didn't. Said he wants Matt Ryan on the first bus out of town, one way ticket. Get him going," he said. "I think I, I've earned the right to speak for all of uh, all Atlantans and say, uh, Matt Ryan, you need a one-way ticket out of town." Mm. 
that's not a bad idea if they can get something for him. If, I mean, they, I, could get, if they could get something for him, but who? I mean, were, were they going to send the Jets? Yeah. So I, I, I had this conversation with my barber yesterday. It's so hard to trade for a quarterback with the intention of starting him right away um, mid-season because he would have to go to a team maybe that playing he with, already knows the offense. He, he'd have to already know the offense. Um, the team may have ha- had to have been playing pretty well and maybe lost their starting quarterback. It's just the, the – Oh, the, God, that's us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. It is. You're right. Oh, maybe we'll see a few weeks left in the trade deadline. Um, it's it's just so hard. So I don't see them being able to move him. Also, uh, I don't know what his contract looks like, but I, I know he's one of the higher paid quarterbacks in the league. So can't be that friendly for a team to take. So the salary cap numbers would have to work, and then compensation and shit. It's not going to happen. Um, so uh, I don't I don't think uh, Ti is going to get his wish. All right, uh, on to Denver and New England. The uh, the ever moving game of Denver, New England. This one, of course, rescheduled because of all the COVID positives. Cam um, Newton activated been, today. Been pushed back far enough that I think both Cam Newton and and uh, Drew Locke are going to play in this game. Uh, it's so ironic that if this game takes place as it was scheduled, neither one of those two quarterbacks are are at the helm. But here we are. Um, yeah, with, with Cam being back, uh, I, I think New England will – be victorious here i was sort of on the fence when cam wasn't playing and i still picked new england but didn't feel real good about it um i i think we picked this game last week because it was on the schedule um and we we both picked new england with um with stidham or hoyer starting so i would i would imagine we're both going to stick with cam especially with the news of melvin gordon yeah melvin gordon it, it it amazes me i was i was talking to the wife about this earlier i said it amazes me how uh, these guys go out and as much money as you have. If I have enough money to get an Uber home, you have enough money to get an Uber home. Yeah, you can even spring for that Uber X, Melvin. Or, yeah. <laughs> or you can have one of the dudes that you're fucking paying to hang around you. <laughs> yeah. Drive you home. Yeah, we've seen ballers. We know how that shit works. Get somebody else to drive. I don't get it. It's just fucking, it's, it's that, that level of invincibility that comes with being a 25 year old multimillionaire star athlete. You just feel like nothing applies to you. You have to have better friends around you to, to not let you make bad decisions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's on, it's on, it's on, it it is on you, but I feel like, if you're out with your friends, like somebody's got to say to you, Hey man, let me drive you home. Yeah. Or why don't you leave your, I don't know that like, not for nothing. Why the fuck's he going out with all this COVID shit going on? Especially like, don't you see like this, the team, the game that you're trying to play in this week wasn't able to take place because two dudes went out to dinner, maybe um, depending on who you believe it. It's just, it, it, the, it's a fucking shit show. So Melvin Gordon most likely will be suspended by the team or by the league or both. Um, but um, I think that just makes the a more compelling case for New England. Football team against the hapless New York Giants. Uh, at least the Giants are not the worst team in New York. <laughs> and that that's amazing because if you've watched the Giants play football, they're not good. They're not. But you know what? They have been – they played really well last week. 
They did, but I think that's more of the Cowboys just letting everybody hang around and just their defense is god awful. It is, but I thought I thought they I thought the Giants played I thought the Giants played defense pretty well. They did. They ran the ball pretty well. Um yeah, Freeman I Freeman looks decent. I mean, he's he's still got some some wiggle left in him. Uh and Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over that much, but um yeah, they're just they're not I don't think they're a well coached team. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bang bang my chest on this one until he's fired, but I just I I, I don't think he's the, the right guy for, for a New York football team. Uh I agree with you hundred percent on that. That uh that they don't have they don't have that I'm hundred percent bought into this system and I'm going to lay down on this grenade for anybody on this team kind of mentality, it seems like. Yeah. Like when you watch the really good teams, you'll see guys, no matter what the down and distance is, 150%. It's first and 10 on this team sometimes. And you're like, they're kind of like, hey, we fucking get it. We don't get it. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's that for who, for what mentality. Like, why, why am I going to bust my ass? And what? it may not be like that, but from it look, an it outsider looks, looking it looks in, like it. that's what it looks like. Yep, and, and uh, you know, Calvin called it. Uh, they're going to do something stupid. They're, gonna, they're not going to run with the blueprint of, of how Cleveland picked apart uh, Dallas. They're, they're not going to stick to the he run. Did, he did not hesitate to tell me that either. Um, but new york you were right alvin yeah you're you were 100 percent uh new york has football team coming uh alex smith stepped on the field last week that was an awesome moment i i stopped the game that i was watching and as soon as i saw the tweet from adam Schefter that uh, alex smith was entering the game i changed the channel and i wanted to watch that game i almost wish i hadn't i felt like i was watching my kid out there on the football field. I was legitimately worried for him the first time. That sack he took, I was like, dear God, I hope Aaron Donald didn't just break this man. Yeah. Yeah. It's um I I'm not a hundred percent sure uh why he's doing this. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I mean, um, that's Alex Smith, though, man. He he just he, the guy loves loves football. I, I kind of, I guess, I I kind of can relate to it like this. I'm going to tell the short story because I know we don't want to be here for three hours. <laughs> but um, I was out for I, I I go for my my some days I'll give my body a, a rest from like the 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 bike or whatever, and I'll take a walk. And I was out for a walk and this girl came and she was jogging and she went by me in the opposite direction. I had gone about a block and a half and here comes this little fucker again, lapped me. Damn. So I said, okay. And then I see her coming again. She double like this. I was like, this has got to stop. It's all. So I stopped. <laughs> I stopped walking and I said, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling loose. I'm going to start running. And I started running and I, and she's gaining on me. (laughs) And I'm like, 
I got to pick up the pace so she cannot catch me again. And I get to the end of the street and she, she hadn't caught me. And I was like, okay, I can stop now. And I can just finish my walk. Cause it wasn't even that I wasn't like out of breath or anything. My knees hurt. I mean, these are 39 year old knees. And I get to the corner and it's a, a, a friend of mine's house. And he and his wife are sitting outside. So I'm like, I can't stop running now. Cause it look, yeah. I look like a chump. You got so now I had to run. I had to run until I was out of eyesight. I had to keep running until I was out <laughs> of eyesight. And uh, that was like three days ago. My legs star. <laughs> so so, the, so I, Alex Smith is running out of everybody's eyesight is what you're saying? I think it's, it's just the male ego. Yeah. It looked like that, that could have something to do with it. I mean, that was a hell of an injury. They, they, I saw um, where he was meeting with military doctors that were comparing his injury to, to people who lost their, right. their, their legs on, on um, what do they call them? Like, I, IEDs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's got to give the guy a ton of credit um, and, and it's just awesome to see, but uh, it made me really nervous watching him out there. And the fact that um, Haskins has been demoted to the point where they don't even want his ass um, at practice. He's not even at practice. He's no, man, he, he's going to get traded um, for like a sixth or seventh rounder uh, probably yeah. to uh, New England who will use him to replace Cam Newton in, in three years after they won a couple of Super Bowls. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, the fact that, you know, Haskins showed up and took a, a COVID test today and then went home, um, that was the report. Uh, so, yeah, it was, it was awesome to see him out there. Um, Washington didn't look very good last week. I actually like Washington in this one. I think that their their front uh, is going to force Daniel Jones into probably like three, maybe even four turnovers. Uh, I think he's good for at least one fumble and maybe two or three picks. Um, so as as uh, Kyle Allen or Alex Smith are very unlikely to turn the ball over. And I think just playing good, solid defense and running the ball, which are, are Washington's strengths, if, I think are going to be If Kyle Allen play. is the starter, Kyle Allen will throw – he will turn the ball over if there's pressure. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, he will. I mean, he's he's not Alex Smith that, uh, it, that much in that respect where he's not going to ever turn it over. Um, I heard somebody say that Alex Smith has two goals – um, not uh, not break his leg again in a game is number two and number one is don't turn the football over. Um, so Kyle Allen is not quite that that uh, careful with the football, but I, I do think that they're he probably doesn't want to break his leg either. No, I don't think so. Um, they they don't have. Uh, I think they're going to have enough to to beat New York in this one, and and they're they're uh, New York is going to go back to uh, signing zero uh, and six. Yeah, uh, I agree with you on all of that. I think the. The, the pressure of the front. I, I kind of wavered on this because it, it's kind of a pick. I think, I think yeah, right now it's like, I think it's like four, four points, uh, which is a lot or three and a half points for, for um, uh, Washington's getting three, three and a half or four points, um, which is, I guess about right since New York's at home, but I, I, I don't know. I, I, I I don't want to say disdain, but I just don't think I don't think anything good can happen to to the Giants while Judge is their coach. <laughs> yeah, they they don't look like they've got the the 
the just the the moxie to, to you know it's, it's a winnable like, division Major too. League two they were like you have no way yeah yeah that's that's, that's kind of how i feel about yeah, I, I feel, and I feel like as soon as Barkley went out, that was that took all the wind out of their sails. It was yeah. it's a shame that it was week two. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I got the football team. Football team, uh, Baltimore at Philly. Philly put some points on the board last week. Um, Carson Wentz didn't look too bad. Um, he didn't look great. No, he didn't. He didn't look great, but I don't think he against, great. against a defense like like Pittsburgh, he certainly did more than I expected him to. You know, he See, threw, for, threw for over two hundred fifty yards. Here, here's the thing: Carson Wentz, I don't think is nearly as bad as people have made him out to be. He's looking. He's I don't know. He's, he's just just he's, in his. But he's not nearly as good as people have thought he was. I think he's somewhere in in between. But he goes through those stretches where he makes an amazing throw. And then there's a seven-yard, uh, you know, little wide-open pass, and he just fires it into the grass. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for, – for me, look, I'm not, I'm not a mechanics expert or, or anything, but I listen to the guys who, who know what to look for when you're critiquing a quarterback, and everybody says – Footwork, footwork, footwork. The, the way he's positioning his feet and how he's not set properly when he's throwing the ball is leading to all of this. And I think that's, part, of, part of that's due to the fact that he's running for his life. Right. And I think it's, I think it's a two-part thing. It's probably part of the offensive line is so bad and he's anticipating somebody being a 300-pound guy being you know six inches from him, about to drive him into the ground. And – you know, he's coming off of some, some injuries, some back injuries, the, the knee injury. You know, I, you know, that kind of stuff can mess with mechanics. Yeah. So. And, um, and, and he doesn't have the, the, the greatest skill position guys to throw to. Um, and it's always somebody different. So I'm sure he doesn't exactly have a lot of trust in them to be where they're supposed to be and running. I some, honestly some think that might be helping them because I think teams are taking that for granted mm-hmm. and they don't know. They don't know the, the uh, they, guys. They don't know that Travis Fulgham is their is their number one guy. Yeah, they don't know who the hell is gonna. You know, it's 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 third and eight. They don't know who the hell they're going to. They're like they're going to throw the ball to anybody but Zach Ertz. <laughs> yeah, I, it, look, Doug Peterson uh, is starting to get fed up with Carson Wentz. Uh, whether that's a legit thing or he's just starting to use him as the scapegoat, there were several questions that came his way this week about getting uh, Zach Ertz the football, and he flat out threw Carson Wentz under the bus and saying, we're trying, but he's fucking missing him. Um, so and, that's, and that's 100% true because in the, in the Pittsburgh game, he missed Ertz, I believe, two or three times when he had like, like chunk plays, like big plays. He missed Ertz. Yeah, but so, that's and that's cool for fans or, or or media members to say, but it's very rare that you hear a coach just throw him under the bus like that. I unless guess when they're it, Bruce Arians, Bruce you know, Arians. Well, Bruce Arians don't give a fuck. It's those Kangol hats. Um, <laughs> but it's it, it, things are not going good in Philly either, and uh, they're certainly not going to improve this week. Um, I don't care if Lamar Jackson's banged up or not. Um, I don't care if he's he's uh, not started off the year very well. They're they're a good enough team, uh, offensive, defensively, and special teams. Um, I don't care if RG three is playing this game. Yeah, the Ravens are winning. Yep, Ra- Ravens are going to win this one. Um, Philly's going to drop to one and five. Yikes! 
That's ugly. Yeah, and they're in second, and they'll be in second place. No, one four, one four and one. That's right. How can I forget? One four and one. The time and that's good for bungles. That'll be good for second place, maybe first, maybe place. maybe even first place. <laughs> uh, um, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. I'm excited about this game. This is uh, this is going to be a good one. Yep, divisional game, always tough. Uh, you could throw the records out when these two teams play, and now they both have good records and they have uh, good football teams. Uh, Pittsburgh can get after the quarterback like nobody's business. Um, secondary struggled a little bit here and there. Um, Philly did a good job of moving the ball downfield against them last week. but um, and, and Cleveland's got a good offensive line. You know, that's one of their strengths. They've invested a lot of money and draft capital into their offensive line. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when uh, a good offensive line is tested against uh, one of the best defenses if not the best defense in football um, and they can put some pressure on the passer and that is something that baker does not like and he's banged up he's got some rib injuries coming into this game uh this is this is going to be a tough one for cleveland mama didn't raise no wuss though that's what he said yeah. um i'm surprised nobody freaking told him that that's offensive <laughs> um you're 100 right um the steelers uh looked Looked pretty, looked decent against the run last week. Aside from uh, Miles Sanders, you know, 175 yard run. Yeah, <laughs> which you know, um, again, you it, came I, on I third hate, and nine. I hate when people say this when you're like, "Oh, take away that one run," um, because it happened, so it's hard to just take it away. But you but, take away that one run, and he didn't do shit. Right, and and that's that. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, like I hate when people, you know, people do say that, like. I, I've even said it. I said I used to say it with Saquon Barkley all the time. Mm-hmm. Be like, problem I have with him is he'll get one yard, two yard, negative six, negative four, almost like the Barry Sanders kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then he'll have an eighty yard run and he averages five yards a carry and he has hundred and thirty yards rushing. Yeah. Um, I, I think those things are easier to dismiss with a guy like like with Miles Sanders because that was just a fluke thing where where Pittsburgh just screwed up and didn't didn't cover the play properly. Didn't didn't. Yeah, it was it was it was like third and nine. Yep, they were on. You know, they were backed up and they just did a a, a draw play and he beat somebody to the edge, and he's fast. Yeah, and that that's not a play that's going to happen to Pittsburgh very often. Um, this year and it's not a play that Miles Sanders is going to have work for him very often this year so I think it's easier to dismiss a play like that than it is to say you know a guy guy like Saquon Barkley because that's in his makeup that's part of the player that he is is the ability to break those long runs so but but yeah I I hate doing that too but you know sometimes you have to uh, say look yeah okay he had you know 125 yards rushing or whatever but you know 72 of that came on this one fluke ass play Um, so Pittsburgh still really good against the run. Yeah, but between Pittsburgh's ability to to put pressure on the quarterback and um, their their coverage with the linebackers and safeties is really good on you know backs and tight ends. That's where that's where Baker likes to go when he's under pressure, and that might lead to some to, to some forced plays. Um, we could also see them under pressure and him trying to force going back to, you know, last year or, or even early this year when he get he would get pressure and he tried to force it to Odell for a big play 
and make a big turnover. So uh, I got Pittsburgh in this game um, for all of those reasons. I think their defense puts the pressure on them. I don't think the Steelers' offense is going to be able to do whatever they want against uh, this Browns' D, but I, I think they'll make enough plays uh, to to eke this one out. Yeah, I I I um I just don't have enough confidence in Baker uh, yet to be able to pick them in a game against a team that's playing really well. Um, Pittsburgh gave up points last week that, you know, they haven't really had that game where they, they sort of um, had to play catch up and, and, and score uh, to keep pace. Um, But that's, you know, with, with a team like them, they can do that. So you're able to forgive these kind of defensive lapses where they, they don't have their best game. And that's bound to happen one or two times, you know, to, to even the best teams and the best defenses in a 16 game season. Pittsburgh is a classic offender and a repeat offender of playing down to an opponent. Yeah. Because they're, they're heads, head and shoulders above, above the Eagles. Um, Chase Claypool was fantastic last week. Um, He should have had another touchdown. Um, They're, they're a good team, uh, and uh, this is just going to be uh, – it's a, it's a test for them. I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk, but I, I think they'll walk away with the win here. Yep. Yep. Chicago yeah. at Carolina. Um, Carolina has played better than I expected them to. Um, I thought the – Especially without McCaffrey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, Mike Davis has played really well. Um, credit to them for, for squeezing a lot out of him again. Um you know, he's catching the ball. He's They're using him like they use McCaffrey. Yeah, which is interesting because it's a different offense, um, and it's almost just like this is what we do to our running backs here, here, in, here in Carolina. A um, couple things about Carolina. So Robbie Anderson is proof that no matter how good you are, Adam Gase will not be able to figure out how to use you. And as soon as you get out of there, um, you're going to have a career resurgence. Uh, because he's playing really, really well. Yep. Another 100-yard game for him last week. Uh, he, he's on pace for uh, about 1,300 yards, I think, right now. Um, I mean, he's, he's playing lights out. He's, he's their number one receiver. He's he's doing well for the number the number one reason Robbie Anderson is doing well is not because he's not with Adam Gase it's because we refuse to pick him in fantasy. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think it's fifty fifty. <laughs> I think it's fifty fifty. Um, Adam Gase is an offensive genius, so it can't be him. Yeah, Caroline, maybe everybody else just isn't smart enough to realize how much of a genius he is. Yes, that could be. Um, Carolina's got some speed on, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, uh, it, it's it, it's still a liability on defense. They've got a lot of rookies that are that are playing okay, um, but I just I have no confidence in them to be able to stop a professional offense. Luckily for them, we're not sure they're going to get to face a professional offense this week. This this game um, will tell me a lot about the 2020 Chicago Bears because um, I think they have one of the best locker rooms in football. They have a ton of chemistry. And they are never out of it and they never give up that that has been proven <laughs> just this year. Uh, three, four, all four of their wins have, have been tight and three of the four have been 
Um, good come from behind wins. Um, but you just don't know what you're going to get on offense. Foles um, now has his first full week of practice, and and we're looking at you know extra practice because they have the Thursday night game after the victory over Tampa Bay, which that that game to me, the Khalil Mack sack and then the uh, Ric Flair hip toss of Tristan Wirfs was the turning point in that game. That got that defense fired up, and from there on, the rest of the game it was pure intimidation by the defensive front. The secondary, which has, uh, I mean, Jalen Johnson right now is is in the conversation for for defensive rookie of the year. Kyle Fuller is playing some of his best football. That tackle, that shoulder to the chest that that um, jarred the ball loose, which I'm so happy they reviewed that because I thought it was a fumble um, in real time. Uh, and shout out to Robert Quinn for picking up the ball. I had flashbacks of Julius Peppers against the uh, Packers watching that. Um, screen pass behind behind the line of scrimmage and he just stood there and watched the ball. Robert Quinn is always trying to get that football and that was that was huge for for us to get that and 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 turn that into points. But if that's the defense that's going to show up this week uh against Carolina who's got they've got a a, a I would say a slightly above average offensive line uh, but I don't have that much confidence in Teddy Bridgewater to be able to stand in there against the pressure. And, and get the ball deep, especially when you've got two solid corners there. So I think if that defense shows up this week and we even get a little bit more out of Chicago's offense against this um, young Carolina defense, I think they walk away with the win. It, just like I said, like 20 points is the, the thing for Indianapolis. I feel like 22 points is if Chicago can average 22, 23 points a game, they're going to be tough to beat. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, on just about everything you said, this defense is built to really, really, really give pocket passers a hard time. It, the defense is built for having a lead and closing out the game. We just right. need to get a lead. <laughs> so um, I think if you just play the game – like. They don't have to be uber aggressive on on offense. I don't think. I think they just have to go out there and not make mistakes, and they'll win this game. And they'll win most of the games. Yeah. Because the way this defense was making even Tom Brady look, he he was looking like flustered. He didn't know how many fucking downs it was. He he was. They were in his head. He was he was rolling. You can his make eyes all the excuses you want. Real Mac back there again. I I haven't heard anything about him being in the concussion protocol or no, or and, anything. And listen, let me let me just point this out to some of our listeners who may not be as familiar with the Bears' uh, snap count and depth chart as I am. But um, last week was the first game where Mario Edwards played a decent amount of snaps. Mario Edwards was a good player not too long ago. So adding Mario Edwards to that defensive front with Akeem Hicks and Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn, who's still getting into game shape. Quinn, Quinn did not practice at all in the offseason. He wasn't participating. He didn't play the first game. He's still getting into game shape. This defense is only going to get better. Look, that's the scary you part. Guys, you guys are looking like last year's Niners. 
Yeah, because as 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 much as they're winning games, they're far from perfect, and they're getting better each week. Right. But they're getting the job done. They're they're win and and they're winning close games, and they're coming back yeah. from. They're I'd, coming back. I'd say so. So, so I think that this team is is for real. And I think they're going to get people. They're going to be that team that nobody, everybody's going to root against them to make the playoffs. Everybody's going to root against them all season because nobody wants to see nobody whose whose team is in the hunt. Nobody wants them to play the Bears. Yeah, the and and y'all can I, keep I it up. Y'all can keep it up with those worst three and O team ever, worst worst uh, four and one team ever, whatever. We'll, we'll it just doesn't keep, matter if you're we'll the worst or not. You're still you're still four and up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think Chicago will win this one. Uh, and while we're on the subject of Chicago, uh, I think they're the landing spot for Le'Veon Bell, not just because it's wishful thinking, but That's I think. The first thing I, I, well, yeah, we talked last night. I, yeah, I think I think it makes the most sense. They they need they need running back depth. Um, look, every time there's a player that that has any skill set at all, every fan of every team is always like, "Go get him, go get him." Um, and sometimes it's stupid, and sometimes it makes sense. If this doesn't happen, I wouldn't be surprised because that just I, I feel like there are so many players that that come available, and you're like, "Oh, it just makes too much sense," and then it never happens. Um, but look, Bell's going to want to go to a contender. I think he's going to be picky about where he goes. I, I agree 100%. Because he knows that he has to go somewhere that's going to make him look good. I think he goes somewhere on like a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, uh, very... Nobody's going to give him big money. I, it's, so I think gonna... it's something similar to uh, to what Leonard Fournette got, maybe even a little less money. He'll pro- he, he, might, he might go somewhere. I could see him going somewhere. Uh to to uh to a top tier team and taking like the veterans minimum because he's already gotten paid a, a shit ton of money yep so if he goes there for a veterans minimum one year on a prove it deal goes there and and beasts and then he hits free agency this year that's a win for him that is a win and a half for him so uh, I think the, the team like the Bears could be in the running. Um, I, I never, never take New England. I, I know you say they have so many running backs, but uh, Belichick collects. You can never, under. you can never count him out just because he has a knack for just getting those cast off veterans and then squeezing a ton out of them. Um, also, it's in the in the division with the Jets, which is also why I don't count out Miami. Um, I think there's, uh, you know, Miami has a chance to make the playoffs um, because of that division, and yeah. I, th- I think Lev Bell would would like nothing more than uh, to beat the Jets uh, if he could some <laughs> somehow find his way onto the field this week. They're playing the Jets, so uh, how how awesome would that be for? him to make it and, and play with Miami this week against the Jets. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I think he, he lands there. I think Chicago will be able to get him the ball, uh, and, and uh, I think he fits in really, really well with their scheme, uh, you know, which is similar to uh, what Andy Reid runs in Kansas City, and he's mm-hmm. a versatile, versatile player out of the backfield. Yep. Yeah, yes, yes, and yes. Detroit yeah. at could also I could also see – somewhere like 
the Rams. Yes. Yeah, the Rams are another one of the teams e- that I've seen. Either one of those L.A. teams, actually. So the, the teams that I've seen mentioned are uh, the Rams, the Raiders, uh, the Niners, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Bears. Those they are the say the 49ers. They say every single time somebody is available, they say the 49ers are going to. Yep. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I and think the it's the 49ers just, never sign him. Yeah. They're like, I, I think I, it's, I don't, I, Bell I, fits, I think, fits what they want to do, too. We Bell talked about this last be, night. Yeah, Bell would be fantastic in Shanahan's offense. The way, the way you could use him, I think he would find so many awesome ways to use him, split him out wide and, and have some of these, these uh, you know, jet sweeps and, and just, you know, that, that zone running would be perfect for, for, for Bell. Um, and they're not spending a ton of money at running back right now. Uh, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think they're pulling the trigger on anything. I, I, I think with the way their season's gone, that's not a move they make. Right. If, I if, think if, I think they're last, four and this, one and, and they have like an injury at the running back position or something, maybe, Yeah, maybe. I just don't think, I don't think putting him on this team puts them over the top. If, if this were last year. They would have. I think even with all of the running backs that they had, I think they would have gone for. Him. Maybe if he who, was, who knows? If, or maybe they maybe they're worried about screwing up the chemistry. Um, but I I would not be surprised to see Bella end up in in um, in Las Vegas either. Yeah, well, Gruden's a fucking nut, so yeah. maybe. Yep. Uh, Detroit at Jacksonville. Um, Detroit lost last week, even though they were on a bye. No, uh, just kidding. So, uh, <laughs> Detroit coming off, coming off of the bye, going into Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a they're they're a mess. They uh, they got their ass handed to them last week by uh, the hapless Houston Texans. Um, things are not going well in Jacksonville. I think it's only a matter of time before they uh, have to have to start thinking about some shakeups. Uh, Minshew's. I, I, you know, he, he, he is what he is. He, he's a, a quarterback who can make some throws, but I just, I don't feel like he's going to be a guy that wins a lot of games in the national football league. I think he's going to be that guy who probably uh, wears out his welcome in Jacksonville, then goes somewhere else. And he has a couple of good games somewhere. That's, that's the, they're, Basically meaningless, probably almost like a like a Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, yeah. he's he's probably a guy good enough that he's going to stick around for a while, and he, he may be a career backup. You know, that guy that that comes in and just you know he gives you those games until your rookie's ready or somebody else is good. So yeah, I I like him. You know, he you know he's he's fun. He's fun for the league. But and don't forget, this is his second year, and it's his second year on a really shitty team. Yeah, it's it's hard to evaluate um, when, so, when you're in the circumstances that he's in. You know, maybe you put him on a team that you know uh, has that winning mentality, and and they're not playing from behind, and they're not playing from the you know from the first quarter on. Like you know, they've got to. You know, their their feet are to the fire, so it'd be different. But I don't know. Um, I'm not. I don't. I'm. I'm not. Uh, 
I'm not totally through with Minshew yet. No, but I um, still think the Lions win this game. I do. They've, you know, the Lions are are a shit franchise, and uh, I think Patricia's. Um, he probably won't be, but he should be um, the not the next coach to be fired. That should be Adam Gase, um, but he should be go after that. And pro- they probably shouldn't wait till the season's over. But I, I somehow think he ends up sticking around the the whole year. Um, Detroit's a dumpster fire. Uh, they, you know, Swift hasn't looked great. Um, they, they used a, a first round pick on him. Um, their defense is spotty at best. Uh, letting, letting Slay go, trading Slay is, is looking like a worse and worse decision. Uh, Akuda hasn't done shit. Um, the number three overall pick in the draft is, is getting beat like a drum um, when he sees the field. Um, he's against their second or, you know, competing with, corners that Detroit had slated as second and third string corners and he can't beat them out for snaps. So it's not, it's not looking good. Corner is a position that it can take some time. So I'm not hundred percent shocked that he's, he's not lighting the world on fire, but it, it, Detroit's and got it's issues. Tough, and it's tough when you don't have a great pass rush. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of help in the secondary. It, those are all things that factor in. Yeah. Well, but. look that that's, they, they set him up for failure. Right. So, but, but when you're drafted, when you're drafted number three overall, you're expected to come in. Like, look, hey, Dion came in. He was the number five pick. Dion came in and he was locking shit down from day one. And the Atlanta Falcons sucked. Yep. That is true. That is true. Um, but here we are. Uh, He's no Dion Sanders. Nope. Here we are, a couple weeks into the to the league, uh, into the year, and uh, Akuda's uh, a backup. Uh, he's backing up Amani Uriari, uh, and then uh, the ancient Desmond Trufant on, on the other side. So he's seeing some snaps here and there, but it, it's uh, not not a great start to his career. Uh, but he's in Detroit, so what can you expect? Uh, luckily for Detroit, I think they may be facing one of the only teams in in the league that's worse than them in Jacksonville, and I think Detroit picks up the win. Yep. All right. What are we all even so far? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jets at Miami. This is not. Uh, fuck it. Adam Gase was asked today if, if he thinks he misused Le'Veon Bell. And his response is doesn't matter now. Doesn't matter. He's gone. Doesn't matter now. Yeah. He, dude, this dude is something else. I really I don't understand how he's still employed. Uh, he is potentially destroying Sam Darnold um, for the rest of his career. He's taking the field this week with Frank Gore and Joe Flacco um, as two of his better players. Um, Two thousand nine. It it's it's a shit show right now in in New York. It's they they're they're somehow worse than the Giants. And, and they have a worse outlook. It's, uh, he needs to go. They need to start house cleaning. They're likely going to end up with the number one overall pick. Um, and he just needs to be so far gone from this team that any of the negative juju that he's put on this, on this roster and on the, in these players' heads um, needs to be away before they fuck up Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I think the only question, the only compelling thing – about the Jets at this point is do they trade Sam Darnold within the next couple of weeks? Um, they have three weeks left before the trade deadline. 
and they're not going to win anything. They're going to end up with the number one pick and they're going to want to take Trevor Lawrence. So do they get rid of Sam Darnold now while they're, if they, if the season's over and they end up with the number one overall pick, it's going to be a Josh Rosen situation. They're not going to get much for him. No, no. If you trade him now, you, you, you might get somebody stupid enough to give you a second round pick. You, you might, you might get that, um, you know, maybe, maybe a second and a player, uh, possibly, but maybe a third and a player would, would, would be probably more realistic. Um, I, I laughed. I didn't read the article cause I just, I don't want to lose that many brain cells, but it said, um, that, uh, jets doubt they could get first round draft pick for, for Sam Darnold. So does the rest. Uh, so does the rest of the league. They doubt you. Can I can guarantee that. you nobody's going to give up. Well, Bill O'Brien might. Yeah, well, that exactly. If it. Bill O'Brien had a first round pick, he'd be like, "I'll do it." Yeah. I'll you want the Sean too? I'll fucking do it again. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So playing against Miami, who played last week. Um. We don't have to spend too much time on that game if you don't want to. Uh. But this was one of those Fitz Magic games where he just comes out and. Looks amazing. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> it did. It did well, happen. Listen. All right, you're talking about your literally your seventh string cornerback. Yeah. And they didn't waste any time. First play of the game, they go 47 yards down the sideline, and it should have been a 70 yard touchdown. Uh, he fell down. And went out of bounds because Brian Allen wasn't getting up and he wasn't going to stop anybody, but they continuously, whoever he was guarding, they just threw it to his side. And it was amazing to me. There was one, uh, one time the game wasn't decided. I think it was 14, seven and it was third and 12 on like the 30 yard line. And they just went over the top to him and there was no safety help. And I'm like, how can there possibly be no help? Yeah. You, you know, which players you have on the field. And yeah, I I, I mean, this guy, I I don't understand. I don't even understand how he was playing, but uh, Killer Weatherspoon, which even, which pissed me off even more came in the game after I mean, it was like 28 to 7, and he comes in the game, and he actually played well. Um, he, he, he dressed, but he said he was too hurt to play in anything but an emergency. And then what the fuck did you come in for at 28-3 for? Um, I think he's, he's kind of like, I'm only going to do what I have to do for when I have to do it. Because he's, I, I kind of feel like he slipped down in the depth chart and he's like, I'm only going to do so much. Uh, when I feel like he should be like, this is my chance to get back in the good graces. But, uh, I mean, that, that just completely screwed us up right there. It, it wasn't even a game because they, they completely picked apart that one singular player. And then on offense – um, Jimmy G didn't look very good 
we're talking about the Dolphins, right? Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about the Dolphins. We'll get, we'll get to them. We'll get to San Francisco in, 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 in the game after next. Uh, but, it, you know, just to wrap this one up, uh, the Dolphins are going to win. There's no shot. Dolphins win. There's no shot. Dolphins the Jets won last win. week. They win yep. this week. Yep. All right, so let let let's go right in. Let's go right into Rams at Niners because this is an interesting game. Um, I was listening to uh, a betting show earlier today, and something very interesting has happened with San Francisco that doesn't normally happen this early in the season with teams that have just come off a Super Bowl appearance. And that is Vegas has has completely changed their minds on what San Francisco is going to be this year. Um, October is the 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 time where you start to have a mixture of what we thought teams were going to be and what we've seen so far um, and things sort of get adjusted accordingly uh, predictions, uh, expectations, and San Francisco has now is now, I don't know what it is right. The second, but um, they were a three and a half point underdog at home in a primetime game. That's extremely rare uh, for batting lines. So um, they I, and, and this is definitely about San Francisco. This is not about over-respecting the Rams. Um, they, they're they all out on San Francisco. And this is from – forget about uh, from a betting standpoint because I, I like a, a road dog, uh, but – or a road favorite. Uh, but I, I think from a football standpoint, this is going to be a tough one for San Francisco to win uh, because uh, Aaron Donald may have a field day here. The way – this offensive line has looked the last two games. Um, it's it has been pitiful. The difference is last year they they lined up and they pushed people around and they imposed their will and it made everything easy. the The running game had huge holes and they got going and we saw second and four, second and three third and ones this year we're seeing second and eights third and nines it's the same formula that beats the the ravens yeah they're getting behind you know, the chains you, you, you get them behind the chains and you know they, they you know if the the 49ers are in predictable passing downs they're you can you can you can beat them you know they they work well off of the the play action um, the misdirections, the, the motions and things like that. The, the element of being able to run out of – or being able to pass out of typical running formations is null and void if you know they have to pass. Right, exactly. And when they have so many injuries that they can't necessarily just spread you out. And even last week um, – the the couple of plays that Garoppolo had some time, he didn't look comfortable, and I don't know if he was kind of shell shocked from seeing the even Trent Williams. Trent Williams isn't looking great this year. Mm, he started uh, off pretty good. He did, but the last the last few games he's have been rough for him. He's he's get and it's not even like he's getting like. Like it's not like JJ Watt is coming in and having you know making a couple of really good plays or Aaron Donald had made a great play against them. Yeah, he's getting it's, beat by average guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like average Joe's coming in there and he's just. It, it's not even that he's he's getting outdone. He's 
missing assignments. Like there were two plays last week where he just he just missed the block. Like he did not block the guy. And they came in and got a sack. And I was kind of glad that that Shanahan took Garoppolo out of the game. I, I think it was Garopp- a smart move. It, I think it was because I think Garoppolo was getting to the point where he was like, all right, I got to try and do everything. And they were doing stupid things. Like, I, I, I thought it was a really bad decision with 38 seconds left the way the offense had looked to try and go 75 yards. If you're in a game where, hey, it's, it's 24-21 and your offense has been cooking and you get a chance and you get the ball at the 35, 40-yard line and you say, all right, we can move the ball 30, 40 yards in 30 seconds and we can get some points. Yeah, that makes sense. But the fact that you have, like, you know, three first downs in the in the half. There's nothing positive that's going to come out of those reps. There's and and there wasn't. He threw he throws an intercept, a horrible interception, mm-hmm. trying to make something happen when it wasn't there. You know, they said he he wasn't able. To, he his accuracy was off because of his ankle a little bit, which might be true. But it, you know, listen, you can't put silk silk dress on a pig. It was it was still a pig. Um, it looked bad. Uh, hopefully, he comes out. They said he's he's practiced full week this week. Um, I honestly don't have high high hopes uh, for this game. I will be the it's most tough, pleasantly. I will be the most pleasantly surprised person if they come out with a win. I will be pleasantly surprised. If it's a good game, if it's competitive, yeah. Look, this this um, is a tough spot for them. I listen, mean, they're they're a team that had very very high expectations, and I've I, never I never you, seen a team more banged up. I will tell. I've I've never listen. I don't. It might be me. I'm gonna I'm gonna give full disclosure right now. I'm a Yankees fan, and we had a serious serious injury bug this year. Could I'm be. an Oklahoma fan, and they've had all kinds of cases. Yeah, of the yippy the yips. I don't know what they got over there, but um, and I'm a Niners fan, and I've never I've never seen, and it's on both sides of the ball. I've yep. never seen they they have like five years worth of injuries in in five weeks. Yeah, it is crazy, and and they're in um the best division of football. Um, or at least in the conversation for the best division of football. Um, and the Rams are, are playing better um, than they have. Uh, we've talked about it since they shed Gurley and, and uh, you know, they're, they're going to a little bit more uh, running back by committee and, and spreading the ball around. Uh, golf Honestly, pretty good last week. You know what my, my prediction for this team is, is that they're, they're going to have a rough few weeks and they're going to get healthy sometime after midseason, go on a little run, and be just good enough to, to not make playoffs. Yeah, and be just good enough to fuck up the draft pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. They'll, they're they're going to end up with, like, the 16th draft pick. So uh, they're, they're probably looking at, like, an 8-8 eight and eight season. Could be. Um, oh. Right now. Like, the way they, – they can't get it – I mean, look at – D Ford's now Quan Alexander's hurt. D um D Ford is uh there's rumors out there that he's contemplating retirement. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard yeah. he he you know, they said he might not play this season. He's definitely out for an extended period. Yeah, it's, of time. It's, a, it's a neck issue and that's he's got that's, a neck injury no now. So I'm like, well look, retire, 
so we can get some of this money off of this. Well, that's why he's not retiring. <laughs> get, give, get this cap money back. Mm. Well, he already gave up a, a ton of cap space and, uh, like right before the season. He uh, restructured. Yeah, they restructured him. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I hate to do it, uh, but I, I think the Rams will win this one. Uh, I I agree with you, but I am not going to pick the Rams. I, I don't blame you. <laughs> I will not pick the Rams. It's hard to pick against your team. I, I will not pick the Rams. That's all I'm going to say. So our first disagreement. All right. I just all I said was I'm not going to pick the Rams. That's true. <laughs> Uh, so last, last Sunday game of the slate, Green Bay at Tampa Bay. This should be a good one. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, didn't look great last week, um, and Green Bay can get after the passer. Um, I, don't, I don't think their secondary is quite as good as uh, Chicago's, uh, but uh, you know the, uh, the Smith brothers can, can get after Brady, and I think they're probably going to look at a lot of the things that Chicago did last week and try to duplicate them. The one thing that Green Bay can do at this point in the season that Chicago can't is sling it and put up some points. Um, and if they're going to be able to uh, put some pressure on Brady and get him to do some dumb shit like Chicago did last week uh, and completely rattle his cage and get him out of the game, uh, they're, they're going to be in for a long day, Tampa Bay will, against Green Bay if they're able to put up you know 30-plus points. Um. You remember a couple of weeks ago when we were like, Brady's looking old. Yep. I think Brady's going to look old again. Um, but I don't think he's going to be able to uh, pick this defense apart um, and and throw for 500 yards and come back. I think Green Bay wins this game. And I think Tampa Bay has some problems. They've, they've got injury bugs as well. Not as bad as San Francisco, but um, Godwin's pretty banged up. He's going to miss this game again. Um, they got Fournette back last week, sort of. Um, he was active, but he didn't. He didn't see the field. Uh, I, I don't understand activating these dudes and saying he's available in an emergency situation, um, but then you know, not giving him any snaps. Uh, if you're that banged up that it's got to be an emergency, you probably shouldn't be on the field because the rest of your season could be in jeopardy. Uh, he he's injured. Um, you know, everybody was talking up Scotty Miller as a sexy fantasy sleeper last week. He was completely shut down, zero catches. Um, Gronk doesn't look very good. He had a couple, a couple of decent grabs against the Bears last week, but he just looks old. Um, their defense is still uh, pretty strong, but uh, yeah, they're not. Um, they're not putting up like. Uh, I, I never really bought into into them as as the favorite coming out of the NFC. Like like so many media members were, were ready to mm-hmm. kind of crown them. Um, they're honestly they're doing about what I expected them to do, um, and that's just be tougher uh, and be more careful with the football than they were with Jameis at the helm, but but still having some holes. Right, right. Um, I think their their offense. I think actually looked better with Winston. Yeah, more explosive. Yeah, because he got pushed the ball downfield a lot better than Brady is. Um, so we we're both on on, on Green Bay in this one. Uh, Arizona, Dallas. Let's take a minute to uh, send best wishes out to Dak and the uh, entire Prescott family. That was fucking disgusting. That was a just. Did were you watching it live or no? I know I texted you. Not. I had okay. actually just. Uh, I. I I just finished crying in my pillow a little bit <laughs> and I had sa- I just sat down to eat when I got your text and I was like, Oh, I was like, 
was like, apparently Dax got a bad foot injury. And, uh, and he was like, well, well, what happened? I was like, I don't know. He's got a foot injury. I don't know. But apparently uh, Eric thinks it's pretty bad. It's bad enough that he texted me. So it's, I, and I actually said, I said, it's probably mangled. And I really didn't know that it, I was going to, I was going to look it up. And, it was literally mangled. And I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be pointing uh, yeah. back. So, you, so you hate to see an injury like that. Uh, any player. Um, peewee, high school, college, professional, doesn't matter. You hate to see that. Um, it, if you see that happen and you still wonder why these players want to hold out um, and don't like the franchise tag and things like that, um, I got nothing for you because it, it puts their livelihood at stake. They're, they're one snap away from never being able to play again. Um, so they, they got to get what they can. And this is just an unfortunate situation for, for Dak. Although I heard a really interesting take on that. I'll get to in a minute, um, but that, that play was ugly. Um, I couldn't help but laugh out loud when, and I don't know if you saw the, the broadcast clip yet where, where Romo was like, Oh no, Oh no, Jim. Oh no. So Dak's foot bends backwards. He immediately calls to, to the side for, for them to come get him. He's holding his leg up like underneath yeah. his knee. And Romo sees the bone sticking out and he's like, oh no, Jim, oh no. And then says the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I get it. He was just reacting to the way he was holding his leg. Um, but he says, you got to hope that it's a cramp. And it's that what went through as my head was it's he's, like he's doing that he's doing that as he's texting Jerry Jones I'm available yeah I'm available <laughs> as at like you can see the bone sticking out the side of his sock and he's like oh you got it's a really bad cramp it's so bad such a bad cramp it made his bone stick out the side of his leg it, it, it immediately reminded me of Dumb and Dumber where they're like Petey was old his head fell off he, he's had such a bad cramp, his bones sticking out the side. Um, but it's it's hard to call that in real time. And 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 credit to Dak, he was he was pretty tough. I mean, they had to give him something to chew on there at the end as they were like um, putting his uh, his leg in in that brace, taking him off. They yeah. gave him uh, like a towel to bite down on, and it, it hurt me to see. Yeah, him. they were they were. I guess they it was this. He has a fracture and a dislocation. I'm, I'm wondering if they kind of reset it just so he, they can put the brace on yeah so they he has a compound fracture and a dislocation he had surgery they said the um, recovery time for the surgery is about six to eight months so they said he should be um ready for june um to, to go to mini camps or whatever uh i heard a take um i'm drawing a blank now um the former cowboys quarterback last name is white um not, danny, not, white. danny white uh heard him say that um not that this is a good thing for Dak, of course, but this will help his negotiations because he now has fan sentiment behind him. And there are some Cowboys fans that now feel bad for him and want him as the franchise quarterback. And this has completely changed the narrative and that the Cowboys would look like such insufferable shitheads if they don't come to the table with a really um, quality long-term offer for well, him. Well, Stephen Jones has already said that he is still their franchise quarterback. Yep. Yeah, but, you know, what does that mean? Because he's their franchise. If he's still their franchise quarterback, that means he's their franchise quarterback now, um, and that wasn't good enough to get him a long-term contract. So We're going to franchise him again. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be fucked. They would never live that down. Uh, but let's talk about on the football side of it, because Dallas was, was not only still competitive, uh, they won this game, and 
do not discount for a second how difficult it is to keep those players' heads in the game after one of their close friends and teammate and their uh, their leader in that clubhouse suffers a horrific injury like that. And for them to be able to keep their heads in the game and win that game, that's impressive. That's on the players and, and the locker room and not really, you know, because of Mike McCarthy. That was, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, but, and, and, and give credit to, to McCarthy and Andy Dalton for, for coming in and he came in and, and he played well. Um, Zeke, Zeke really won the game because I, and we're going to see a lot of that. I hate to say it, but, but this team might be more balanced with Andy Dalton than, than Dak. I don't, I don't think this screws up anything except the, the stat sheet. Yeah. Cause I, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be able to, I don't think they're going to get down in games the way they did because I don't think they're going to be so quick to just disregard Zeke. And I think they're going to lean on Zeke and they're going to, they're going to have everything is going to be centered around him, which I think the offense should be. And they're going to, I think they're going to have more of a balanced offense and, and, and move the ball up and down the field with, uh, with the red rocket until, until crunch time then. I agree with that also. And with uh, two games still remaining against Washington, two games against Philly and a game against uh, the giants, those are five winnable games. So, um, you know, this, this again, also five losable games. It it is Um, this, this presents uh, some, some interesting things here because their schedule is not all that difficult. Right. So let's just say for argument's sake, let's say they go four and one in those five games, right? Let's say they lose one game to the Eagles. Let's say they go four and one in those games. Um, they have uh, at Minnesota, that's a winnable game. At Cincinnati, that's a winnable game. At San Francisco, that's that's a winnable, a game, winnable game. If they continue down the path that they are now, um, and they may have packed they, it in at that point they, on Sunday. They, they, well, they they do play them in like week nine, I think. Uh, no, week fifteen. Week fifteen. Okay, I know they play them late in the season, so. You know, unless they have another rash of injuries at this at the at that point in the season, they should have everybody back. Yeah, and I I don't think this is a team that's going to pack it in because of the success that they had last year. I think if they get a chance to compete, they're going to try and compete and and scrap every week. I don't think they're going to pack it in, but. Um, that's that's definitely the the way things are going right now for San Francisco. It's definitely a winnable game for Dallas, even though Dallas, even though San Francisco actually has more wins than Dallas right yeah. now. Right. So yeah. Um, so if they they come out of those games, let's. I mean, they could be nine and seven, um, which which makes this Arizona game that much more important um, because this is also a winnable game. So this this could be the difference between maybe nine and seven best case scenario and 10 and six best case scenario. I'm not saying that they are going to win all those games and that will be their divisional record, but I do think they're a lot better than their records indicated. Their defense is going to get a little bit better at some point once they get a little healthier. Um, so it, this is, this is a big game. Uh, Arizona had a get right game last week against the jets uh, beat the shit out of them, but Kyler Murray still did not look great. He put up good numbers. Um, 
he he did, but a lot of that was uh, junk time. Yeah. Yeah, he had but, uh, a um uh the the last drive of the game, their last touchdown. Um, they were already up twenty three to ten. Uh, and the game was pretty well out of hand because you know the um the Jets couldn't uh, score uh twenty three points if you spotted them thirteen, and, and he had two big completions to DeAndre Hopkins. I think he, Hopkins had like seventy yards receiving on that last drive. Um, so his numbers were were very well padded uh, in in that last drive. Uh, Arizona now lost uh, Chandler Jones, um, so so their defense is is banged up. Yeah, the um, I, I I thought the Cards had a little better chance because I thought Kyler Murray would 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 come into uh, to Dallas and play well. Another Oklahoma guy um, going to want to play well at Texas. You're going you're coming back near some old stomping grounds. Uh, you're going to want to put on a good show. Um, Dallas's defense is, is pretty hurt, but I think even with Andy Dalton, I think they're going to slow the game down a little bit. No Chandler Jones. I think the pass rush is going to suffer. Um, I think the, the three-headed monster of Cooper, Gallup, and uh, CeeDee Lamb, and I think Gallup, is becoming a top five receiver. The fact that he makes big play after big play after big play in the fourth quarter is amazing to me. So, so the and interesting he made, he made one against the Rams that they gave him an offensive pass interference call. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. Uh, so it's interesting you bring up Michael Gallup specifically because um, the concern is that he drops off quite a bit, and he he's had some games this year where he disappeared, but. Um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of analysts talking about, you know, him, him being the odd man out with this was switched to Andy Dalton because Andy Dalton can't throw the, the deep ball downfield like, like Dak can and um, Michael Gallup is their, their deep threat. But he seemed to have a pretty good rapport with Andy Dalton uh, last week. I mean, Dalton was looking for him uh, on that last drive. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know enough about the situation to say, yes, I think he'll be uh, fine or no, I, I think he'll be odd man out. Hey, uh, but it'll listen. be interesting to see. That's, that's, to me, that's one of the things I want to watch for in this game, as along with Arizona's secondary, if they're a little bit more exposed, because um, their secondary has not played well, um, Patrick Peterson included. Now that they're not going to be able to uh, put as much pressure on the quarterback with Chandler Jones being out, do they get even worse? And is this a game where then Dallas comes out again and, and can score points at will? I, I, I think Dallas will, will still score some points against the Cardinals. Um, but I think, I think Gallup isn't necessarily getting lost. I think it's, it's more the design of the offense. You know, they're, they have so many weapons that, you know, they're, they're spreading the ball. And I think they're, they're trying to force the ball to, to Cooper because he's the big money guy. But it seems like every time in crunch time, they're going to Gallup when, when they need big plays, they're going to Gallup and that's, that's their guy. Yeah. Um, Jay's averaging 20 yards catch. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love this game. I, I think Andy Dalton will be able to get him the ball. He, he, Hey, he used to get AJ green, the ball deep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and um, Dallas has uh, the, the best receiving core in, in football right now. They, they could have 3000 yard receivers. They're probably going to, um, unless you know there's a huge drop off with Andy Dalton. So uh, I'm on the Cowboys in this one. You? 
I got the them boys. They're still them boys. They, they them boys. All right, last game of the week. Chiefs at Bills. Um, I think this game is a closer game because of the way Buffalo got their ass handed to him last week. I think McDermott's a good coach. Uh, I think he's going to get them to to bounce back a little bit. I think they slept on Tennessee a little bit with all the uh, the COVID drama and all the delays and everything, and I think it threw the young team and the young quarterback off. Um, I think they get Tredavious White back um, for this game. I hope they get Tredavious White back because if not, it's going to be a long night for them. Um, but, uh, this, this is going to be a better game. I'm not picking them to win, but I think it's going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week. I, I don't know off the top of my head what the over is on this one, but, uh, I'm leaning towards it. Uh, let's see. What is the over on this one? Uh, 57 and a half hole. Oh, that's a big one. I think that's the biggest over of the year so far. Um, hmm, okay. Got to think about that one, but there's going to be a lot of points scored and it's going to be uh, fun football to watch. Uh, I, I, I agree. Uh, Sean McDermott is a very good coach. Um, Tredavious White will make a difference whether they play. I also, uh, I, I, but I just think that the Chiefs, I think they got their wake-up call last week that they can't just put pads on and beat people. They, they were roughed up last week. They, it, right, phys- think, physically, um, Las Vegas took it to him. Did you I see that they, play by Kwiatkowski on on that run to the outside, yeah. um, where he just said, "Fuck it, I'm not going to get to the ball carrier. I'm just going to push the wide receiver into him." <laughs> you know, but I think those are the those are the kind of games that that championship teams need. They need to kind of be reminded that they have to come ready to play NFL man you got you got to bring Mahomes it. Mahomes didn't Mahomes didn't play a great game and I think some of these guys are just getting kind of like all right we're going to make a big play we're going to make we'll do it next series we'll do it next year and you've seen a couple games this season like even the the Chargers game it, it kind of looked like that and they finally did make the big plays but um I think them losing this game to the Raiders uh, gave them a wake-up call. I think they come and try and take it out on the Bills. And I think they're going to come and, and they're going to, uh, they're going to, they're going to go for some big plays early. I I would look for, for Tyreek Hill to have a a big game and a big game early uh, against the Bills. I like Hardman to have a big game here too with uh, Sammy Watkins out um, with the concussion. Um, And if, uh, if Hill's going to be blanketed by uh, Tre'Davious White, this this could be a game where where Hardman has you know 100, 120 yards receiving and a couple of touchdowns. Yeah, so I I like uh, I like the Chiefs over the Bills in Me this as well. All right, so it looks like the only game we differ on is the Rams and not Rams. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. It was a pleasure as always flying through these games. Basketball season's over for, I don't know, what, six weeks, <laughs> six, eight <laughs> weeks. We got no, no basketball. Uh, and uh, we are getting into the meat and potatoes of uh, NFL season. And before you know it, we're going to have uh, some world series baseball on our hands. So yeah, we are getting to the meat and potatoes, but I have a, uh, like a grade D steak right now. <laughs> yeah. 
rotten potatoes. Yeah, I feel I feel for you. This is this is not the the season that you wanted to see your your team <laughs> like the potato yeah, fat of famine right now. Yeah, it's it sucks. But hey, it's only it's only one season. We've all suffered through worse. So, well, I I certainly haven't. It's been all downhill <laughs> since the middle of the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you there. All right, it's been fun. I will see you next week. All right, buddy. Now, everybody, go ahead and go off and stay classy. There you go. Boom. <laughs>